The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Back to One-on-One -on -one with DP. Sponsored by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. A little fire. A little fire. Baseline. Uh-huh. Y'all can go ahead and dance. I'm going to tell you, boss. I will not tell you, boss. Go ahead and do your thing. You in the car. Uh, go ahead and tap. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring back Barry Thompson. Barry <laughs> Frank's football, Kevin BT. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, you can't just drop that and let's talk about today's news. I mean, the Ohio players, people may not realize it. You think of funk, you know, being an urban type city thing and only the people from there will really understand how much of this stuff that we call funk and those funky bass lines came out of the great state of Ohio and specifically when you drill down there was something going on in Dayton mm -hmm. that Dayton, Ohio which was giving birth to this music that spread out to, all over the place and for about gosh, a decade Easily a decade, that style of music dominated uh, a certain, you know, a lot of it. And, it, and it's, it's, there were so many musicians that were involved in playing that, not just people forming it, but musicians that were involved in doing that, that their music still makes your head nod and your toes tap, what, 60 years later? It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, and the, the 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 tree follows, right? That it's parliament, oh parliament, and Bootsy, and Ohio's players, yeah. and Tower yeah. of Power, and all of that through yeah. through that yeah. space. So yeah. it 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 was good stuff. BT, you are exceptional at the breakdown, the <laughs> breakdown, the breakdown. So yeah. here's what I'm pondering with you. You're really good. You're really good at breaking to helping me decipher some things that I was missing. When it came to Logan Smothers, when it came to uh, blocking schemes, when it came to uh, run scheme sets and philosophy, philosophy, mm -hmm. like what mm -hmm. were they thinking? Because I'll ask Barry this question, like what what are they trying to accomplish here? Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting this year because I think um, that Nebraska's change of, of coaching personnel and philosophy means it's a change in scheme, which means a change in production from the players that they're going to put in space. So from what you watch, so if I gave you spring game, right, which is a quick flash, it's mm -hmm. it's ten thousand a view from 10,000 feet and not, not much depth or detail. But when you talk about Nebraska offensively, Mark Whipple, and you go into Pittsburgh's playbook from a year ago, what do you think happens? What did what did Mark Whipple do to make Pickett a Heisman candidate and for Pitt to have the offensive success that they had? Well, the simplest thing is he got 
he got Kenny to hold on to the ball a little bit longer. And so when you do that, right, that's got to be tied to, to what how you're protecting up front. Right? But, yep. And yeah. he – and, and so he had an eye to, to kind of, you know, I, I'm not in his playbook, but when you see those plays, the ones where Kenny was extending plays, and actually one of the criticisms, right, is everybody has a, you know, everybody's a critic. As you first you play the season, it's like, oh my gosh, can't wait, this guy's going to lead him to the Super Bowl. But then you get to that draft period, and all of a sudden he's only got three fingers, he walks with a limp, and, yep. you know, he yeah. holds the ball too long. <laughs> right. But one of the criticisms was, oh, he'll never be able to hold the ball that long in the NFL. And I kind of thought, well, the NFL probably never asked him to hold the ball that long, mm-hmm. right? So it must have been part of the design of their offense that there were times when he was holding the ball so they were running deeper routes, right? And and not to make fun of it, but the Raiders back in the day, that's why their vertical game, you know, the, the same vertical game, because the longer that you are able to hold on to the football, the deeper those patterns become, the more those zones or whatever traps or they get exposed and, it, and the defense gets distorted, right? And, and it is susceptible. That's why when you look at defenses now, they're kind of winning that game in terms of, hey, you've only got 1.8 seconds to get the ball out. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, they're kind of winning that battle. But what you saw with Pittsburgh, they kind of flipped it, right? And and they were able. So those offensive linemen at Pitt didn't get enough credit for what Kenny was able to do. Again, go back to the Raiders. When they were playing that, you almost knew all of their linemen, right? Yeah. Because oh, they, oh, were, yeah. they were famous. Yeah. Marcel, right? Because they were they were doing yeoman. They might have been cheating or whatever <laughs> linemen do up there. But you go back, and, and they had tons of time. Look at that. So um, that's what that's that's what I saw. Barry, that they were able to stretch clock. Go ahead. Let me ask you that because I think we miss we, we we bury the lead in this thing that the line play is vital in that no matter what you want to do offensively in the passing game, you better have your ducks covered. So what do you concede? What do you have to concede if you're not sure? that your five can carry the mail, what can you do to help to allow Casey Thompson to, to have as much time as he's going to need? Well, we talked about this, and I'm sorry for your listeners, but we deep in our kind of jump streams all the time to talk, but let's let's flip to basketball thing okay. to make the point. Okay. A lot of times when you'll hear guys on TV, hey, that's a small lineup or that's a big lineup and that's a small lineup. Well, I'm always a thought, okay, I may have a small lineup, but that means the big guys have to guard my small guy. Mm-hmm. When they talk about big and say, oh, well, they got a rebound advantage. Well, I'm like, you know, those big guys have to go on the other end and cover these small, quick guys too. Mm-hmm. So if, I, if I'm gaining efficiency out of it, then what does it matter if it's big or small? So now let's bring it to football. There's a, there's a game going on, right? So can you manage, so let's say you're in a league five protect, six-man protect, uh, uh, protection with a check release, right? Mm-hmm. So, do you do you have enough to manage them? Can you manage that deficiency enough that it begins to put the defense back on their heels? You know, you if a defense knows that you're coming in the game, that when you throw, you're averaging 
15, 18, 20 yards of completion. Okay, if that's what you're averaging, then they've only got a couple of ways to get, get at solving that problem. Mm-hmm. They'll say, well, hey, I'll put pressure on them and they won't have that time to throw. And then all of a sudden, your quarterback's defeating the blitz. He's throwing short. And he's got a 15-yard game. Well, then now the defensive coordinator's got to adjust. Right now he's back to, okay, how do I solve them, you know, holding the ball that long? How can I get my guys to cover that long? What type of zone do I want to play? What What is it that I want to give up? So it's just a matter of whether you can defeat that major tactic or not. Can you protect enough? Is there something in your scheme that when they come, all right, all right, you got me, but I know exactly where to go, and this is what's going to happen. So I don't know how I answered it, but but that that is the game. They're They're betting that they can force you to throw the ball sooner than you want, and then you've got to start doing some things to say, hey, even if you think you forced me to throw the ball, I'm going to hit you in a really weak spot. I'm going to hit you in a bad matchup. You know, um, a few years ago, you know, telling war stories, uh, it was it's less common now. But a few years ago, in high school football, it was real popular to play six people in the box, four down linemen and two backers. Mm-hmm. And I was at Woodbury, and I'm like, what are we doing keeping the back end? They said, well, we need six man protection. I go, all six of them aren't rushing. And I said, by the way, if they do, if they do come then they only got a couple choices to cover this back that's ran for 1,500 yards. One, they can peel the defensive end, which well, I love that matchup. Or two, this backer that's way wide has to fly out to the flat to get them. I say, I like their chances. Mm-hmm. Let's get them out of the back. And you start doing that, and, you know, it, it changed. Now that's a few years ago. Now they're, they're different, right? But I still think backs out of the backfield, maybe even split backs, is a way to kind of defeat that. If you think about split backs, let's say you go two by one, right, mm-hmm. in terms of receivers, two on one side, one on the other. If you are split backs, you're essentially trips to one side, uh, doubles to the other. Right. So defensively, how are they going to line up? Are they really treating that as trips? Are they accounting for a third receiver? Or are they just man over there and they're not really counting for the back? And if they're there, if they like to play four over three to trips, then who's matching up on the backside? You know, so there's there's things like that that they can do. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Yeah, you're in the space, right, that that if you're Mark Whipple, you're Mickey Joseph, and you have athletic receivers, but you're not sure what the win rate is going to be. So if we put them mm-hmm. in in Route combinations where wins have to be acquired 
rather than you putting them in space that are easy to throw to and mm-hmm. have having playmakers be playmakers. For you, if you don't know that you have route runners, then you mm-hmm. need playmakers. You need to put playmakers in space. So get in Mickey Joseph's head. You've got little dudes, big dudes, and in-between dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not sure if they're going to win the one-on-ones. Right. How do you help them? Well, doing things like I said. So, for instance, let's say, you know, some defenses, they, they like to – it's common. I'm seeing – look, I, I don't have Big Ten tape, but let me just tell you what I'm seeing at high school. Level. <clears throat> they, they like to do a lot of four over three. So, just for – if there's a listener out there that doesn't understand Football is a lot about equating numbers. So if I put three receivers out there, you can put three defenders out there, or you can slide a fourth guy in, and so now you outnumber them, right? So I could do all these combinations, but they're going to be really tough. It's going to be really limited because simply you have more people in that space than I have. Mm-hmm. But when you do that, it's leaving you a little short on the other side. So now, even if I have a single receiver, if I get that back into action, now I've got enough to put one of those defenders in conflict. Mm-hmm. Now, you can adjust and start to take one of the safeties to play kind of hedging over the top, but now you're, you know, you're, you're widening the box and you're widening the middle of the field, and now there's stuff that I can do with my number three receiver as he crosses over from one side to the other. So there's a lot of things. I was just on the field doing this you know, Saturday because that's what they were doing. Um, so – you know, those types of things, formational things, will will get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. You can, you know, you can line these guys up certain ways, and then through formations, you can, you, you, let me make it simple. I could draw up the best play. Like, what I'm saying may sound really intelligent, but you want to know how it's, it's really good is if my three best players are involved running the same play. <laughs> what? Then my chances are, what? then my chances are, the ball's going to get to somebody who can do something. So that's what's really important. There's an <laughs> adage in football that says there are X's and O's and there are Jimmy's and Joe's. And you should never draw an X or an O without thinking about a Jimmy or a Joe. Right? So I could come up with these great formations and I could draw a play, but then I'm going to look at that play and say, who are the people that are involved in that thing? And I can make that play better if my three best players are involved in that play. That way, whether it goes to one, two, or three, I'm going to be really happy. It, it, this, is, this is exactly why I walked into this space. That when you look at Nebraska's roster, they brought in a whole lot of talent. They brought a whole lot of talent at the running back position. They brought in a whole lot of talent at the receiver position. And you brought in, a, a, you brought in two quarterbacks that you thought could help you move the ball around. But then you get into the X's and O's and the Jibbies and Joes. And then the question becomes, if you're not sure what Trey Palmer gives you or what these receivers are going to give you in this space, then it becomes a scheme thing. And how do you scheme if you're not preparing for Omar and getting the ball in space against a little dude or getting you know Grant out of the backfield? Or do I want Yant with his oversized on a, on a small dude? You have to have a plan, and that's why I'm interested in the next two months because yeah, we need to. We won't get to know or get to see these guys quite yet, and we don't know what this staff is going to do with them. 
Yeah, well, the good thing about bringing in a bunch of them, as you described, is that's the easiest way to find out who wants to be the alpha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, forget your analysis. Take a bunch of people who you think are really good, put them in a space and tell them, I'm choosing two. You make up your mind. And watch what happens. Right. Watch what happens. They'll make decisions <laughs> for you. Right. They they will make decisions for you because there's going to be some in that group that you know, is talented. What did I see? There are a lot of people that are capable of things. But there are only so many people who are willing to do things. Mm-hmm. And so when you put this talent together, hopefully the volume of the talent, you're putting together people who are capable. right? You don't choose them if they're not capable. They're mm-hmm. capable. Mm-hmm. But by adding adding too many people for too few chairs, now you get a chance to find out who's willing. Who's willing? I heard Mickey Jones talk. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about being average. Right. He's talking about being great. Mm-hmm. Right? And not everybody is willing to do those types of things to be great. Some people are just afraid of, hey, I, you know, I don't want to seem arrogant. Whatever it is, it holds them back. Mm-hmm. But there are some in that group, hopefully, who who are sitting there and they go, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show this whole conference what's up." I hope for Nebraska's fans' sake that among that group, that there's three or four guys that are rubbing their hands and they're saying, "Yeah, the conference better watch out for me." That they're not thinking about, "Am I beat this?" That's already done. Uh, the conference better watch out for me. Ohio State, you passed on me. That's your bad, right? Yep. You passed on me. That's your bad. Wisconsin, I can't wait to play you. I want to play you twice <laughs> because of what I'm going to do to you. I heard a story uh, real quick, uh, just how those brains type operate. Uh, this is Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan story, and there was when people were kind of you know giving Kobe you know crap for copying Michael. We already stuff. So Michael, they were playing the game, and Michael looked down. He saw that Kobe had, you know, whatever shoe was on. And then late in the game, the Bulls won by one. Michael at the end said to Kobe, you can wear those shoes, but you'll never be able to fill them. Kobe, according to the way the story is, for the next two weeks, Kobe didn't talk to nobody. Nobody. Mm -hmm. Like, didn't talk to his teammates, didn't talk to anybody. They got back to the Bulls. Kobe hit him up for 55 and won the game. That's the mindset that you're looking for out of these guys. There's got to be some guy who approaches it. Not everybody can be Kobe, but there's going to be a guy there with that kind of mindset. right? That's what you're looking for. Not just the capable guys, but you're looking for the willing guys. The guys that are willing to be great. I can tell the story that sitting at the old uh, Georgetown practice facility, and John Thompson yelling at a player that folks would know the name of and asking him, son, I brought you here because you're talented because also I thought at some point you would resist getting your tail kicked every day. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm still waiting for the day when you get sick and damn tired of getting your tail kicked. I keep – I'm looking at the Nebraska roster. 
and I want to know. All I want to know about this Husker team is, are you sick and damn tired of getting your tail kicked? It speaks and, volume. It speaks. And here, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. To, no, I'm it sorry. speaks volume. You get me excited. But here's the beautiful thing about that. It is in every one of those players. It is in them. It is in every one of those players that are there right now. Mm-hmm. The stuff that we're talking about is inside every one of those players on that team. Put it on the shirt. They just have to. They just have to make the decision that I'm going to bring this out. I. I it's that thing we said. I don't want to get back. I don't want to get even. I want to get back. I would hope that there are a list of names of Big Ten schools that the players on this roster have not had success against, who they've taken losses from. And then on that board, each one is circled, it's highlighted, it's double-traced, and it's purposeful. We're sick and damn tired of getting beat because then – the work begins. That's what I'm hoping for. We'll throw it to break. When we come back, we'll close out. We'll find out what Barry Thompson's eating when we return. <laughs> Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.